welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. I am Frank LaRosa, your host, and I am happy and pleased to say that I'm joined by my co-host and right-hand man, COO Dale Dempsey. What's up, Dempsey? Hey. Looking awfully cool. Dempsey? Casual. You never call me Dempsey. Dempsey. Double D. <laughs> double a, D. That one I hear every double once in a while. Yeah, you looking nice and cool? It's yeah. It's hot as it's, anything oops. in my office. I almost said a yeah. naughty word. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. This is unplugged. Unplugged. This yeah, is these the are acoustic un- version. Un- unscripted acoustic <laughs> versions. So, but for those of you that are joining us, thank you for listening in. It's been a while since we got together in this format through this thing you may or may not have heard of called COVID. You know, it's this thing out there. So we've been quarantined. We're back in the office. We're having a great time. So we thought talk about a couple of things that are on my mind right now and see where it goes. So one of the things that I've been talking about is almost on the heels of everybody talking with regards to people working from home and how great it is everybody's working from home and now you can like be independent because you might be at Merrill Lynch and you've been working from home for 90 days. So why not go work from home and be an independent advisor? And you and I actually are having some of those conversations with people. So those are real conversations, but it's not for everybody. And I think it's really important that we clarify and make sure that people know that that's not for everybody. Number one, not a lot of people can work from home. I've been talking to advisors that are like frustrated and they're ready to get back to the office. But more importantly, I think that there is this huge, and you'll love this, this analogy, there's this huge push to for everyone going independent. And to a degree, and we've done podcasts on this, we did a YouTube video on W2 versus 1099. So in full disclosure, we're huge proponents of the independent space. And as an entrepreneur, we think their economics are there. But I'm also a big proponent of you doing you. Oh, couldn't right? agree more. And so everyone talks about this analogy of, well, you have to go where the puck is going. You're Mr. Hockey. So yeah. you have to go where the puck is going. And that might be the case. And I'm going to mess up this analogy because I don't play hockey or soccer. If you're a left wing and the puck goes to the middle of the ring, you're not supposed to go get it you can mess things up, Mr. Hockey player. Yeah, well, yeah. Look, this is true in even a lot of pro sports. So if you are playing on a team, especially, you're in a formation and there's patterns that come out of the formations. And the people that can sort of like disrupt the formations, they either one, they don't know what their role is, or two, they know exactly what their role is and they're exploiting that. But you'd never see a goalie in most sports run out to the... Yeah, exactly. That wouldn't happen. So go where the puck is doesn't necessarily apply. Well, it's like knowing your role and knowing your position and knowing yourself. But where the puck's going to go for a goalie in that situation, he has to go there. She has to go wherever that is. That's the play. And so if you're an advisor in the retail space and you know your role and you're not an entrepreneur, the play is maybe right now you're evaluating, okay, which firms are- Be the best W-2 guy you can be. Yeah. Help you grow the best, help you service the best, whatever that is. 
that's what really what we're talking about. And because if you're in the space and you're reading information on every website out there and you're seeing where, I'll say in football terms, where your opponent's feet are going, where their hips are going, it's independence. It's you seeing advisors leaving traditionals and going independent. You see that reading it everywhere. But what I want to get everyone to understand is it doesn't have to be that way for everybody. Not everybody is an entrepreneur or not everybody is an entrepreneur right now. Maybe they're thinking about it, but there's situations where it's just not the right time for you because you could really mess up your practice if you do it the wrong time. Maybe you, you have things going on in your personal life that require some time where you can't go out. You need that branch manager in the corner office dealing with whatever it is that he's going to be dealing with. Maybe it's your personality. You don't want to handle the things that come up when you're running your own practice because you have to really be an entrepreneur and understand that you're going to go from a practitioner in an office within an office to a business owner. And there are different responsibilities that come with that. And maybe just not in your mental capacity at the time for a whole host of reasons for you not to do that. I see the more successful moves to private practice being advisors who start in the retail space. They build a business basically legitimately, bringing other advisors on the team, subject matter experts, support people. Yep. They've built it. And then they go then they pull own it. it. Then they go own it. And not to say that you couldn't be a solo practitioner and have the same success, but your mindset needs to be there. You have to be aware that there's certain things you're going to have to do and not do, and you're going to benefit or really drown in those economics and that time spent. That's a great point about your mindset when you're in a W-2 environment. So I use the practitioner title and the business owner title. And to your point, you can have a business owner title within an office of a Morgan or a Merrill or UBS, whatever. And you can have the right mindset to run it like a business with maybe a lower margin and build it and set the pieces in place for the time when you might want to then go into private practice and pull it out. And that's why you have all the players in place, like you're saying, specific people that do certain things and being in that right mindset. But sometimes there's just, it's a lifestyle thing. You just don't want to do it. That's cool. And so there's a cost value there in terms of understanding. If you've watched some of our YouTube stuff where we go over W2 versus 1099, as long as there's an understanding that you know what you're leaving on the table and there's value there. You're saying, yeah, but the benefit that I'm getting from that cost is I get to leave at four o'clock because I love playing golf. And so I want to play golf or I want to vacation or I want to whatever it is. That's cool. As long as you understand that there's value there. But I just feel like people are so much talk and so much pressure. And look, even with us, we do a large percentage of our business is with advisors that we help go into private practice. A lot of those firms, by the way, we've talked about this on other episodes more in depth, but it is interesting to see how these firms that are more or less platforms are shifting quicker than bigger banking firms to give advisors options as far as their affiliation goes. Yeah. What do I mean yeah. specifically? If you go to a broker dealer, a quote unquote independent broker dealer, there's a higher probability now that there's going to be a W-2 model inside of there or something very similar to it, yeah. even if you're a 1099. And that's happening at a faster rate than the bigger banks saying, well, we're going to offer our custodial service 
Like I can't yeah. see Merrill Lynch saying that it's, to a broad array of advisors it's, anytime it's, soon. It's easier for an independent firm. And I know of one in particular that I did some consulting with, and I can't divulge the name. It's a big independent firm that they are rolling out a W-2, not a sort of like W-2, a flat out W-2 option. It's an independent broker dealer, and they're going to have a W-2 brick and mortar, W-2 taxes, all that stuff option because they recognize that there's a need for the W-2 space, but with the mindset of an independent broker dealer, with a mindset of give the advisor that has the entrepreneurial thought process, wants to market their brand and all that stuff, but just can't pull the trigger on W-2 for whatever reason, let's give that person, let's give her what she wants. Let's yeah. give her that. That's an option. Otherwise, it's, I heard a really smart person recently. So when you're talking about give her that option, I heard someone recently talk about the notion of spending a good majority of your life in hallways and corridors with walls in rooms you can go into, but it's very directed. And when you're giving someone an option of starting a private practice, it can feel very much like an open field or an open world to walk in. And you can get lost and maybe you don't even understand your own capabilities. What these firms have figured out is you can have sort of like a mix of the two. Maybe the analogy is a tent. Now you can have a tent that you can go out in the world when it still feels like you've got four walls, but I'm laughing to myself because I'm actually, and hopefully she's not listening, but I'm actually thinking about when my wife, when we got engaged, this is almost 25 years ago, or actually we'll be celebrating 25 years in a couple months. So like 28 years ago, we got engaged and we went to go pick out like your formal silverware. And we went to, I guess it was Neiman Marcus at the time or something, some big store like that. And we walked in. And there was literally like 200 options. I remember those days. I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is not going to be good. And there were so many options that she just couldn't make a decision. And yeah. so it took forever and it was stressful and it gave her anxiety and all that stuff. That's like being independent. There's so many options. It could be a problem. On the flip side, we then go and we go to pick out our normal like everyday stuff. And we went to Williams-Sonoma and there was four choices. We were in and out in like 20 minutes. <laughs> And we still use the same stuff 20 some odd years later because we loved it. And so that's like the analogy of sometimes it's good. Sometimes having a ton of choice is not a good thing. Yeah, that's a but, great analogy. But being in the right, but we knew in that scenario by going to Williams-Sonoma, we're going to get high quality product. It's most likely going to be really good. And we're okay with the four choice that they offered. And that's very much like working at a wirehouse firm or regional firm. doesn't say wire, but W2 regional where- you accept what they have and what they don't, who they are and who they're not, because it fits you. And you understand that because you just don't want to make it more complicated than it needs to be. There are some firms out there, even on the independent space, that I call it shiny objects. They have all these shiny objects. You can have this and that and all these other things. And it's awesome. And we're going to charge you for each one of those things. It's all put in the price and we're going to charge you for it. But the reality is the advisor is only using about 10% of what they're paying for. Right? So in some point? cases, yeah, I right? see that happening. And then the other thing, I think really why this is coming up also is because I get this sense, and I say this often, that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Two years ago, UBS said, oh, they're going to stop recruiting. Morgan Stanley said, oh, they're going to, that recruiting oh, guess, guess what? I said to you, you'll see. 
they'll be back. Oh, they're back. And, and they're back. And they're good platforms for the right advisors. And so they're getting back into the space. And I just feel like there's advisors out there, and if you're one of them, that you might not be happy with the situation that you're in at whatever firm. And all you're hearing about is this independence thing, that there are other solutions, that there are good things about some of these other different firms. I'm not going to sort of play favorites or pick winners and losers because everything is a little bit different based on your individual practice, your personality, your market, all those kinds of things. But I just get a real sense that some of these firms are back in the space. Protocol is sort of, even though some of these firms are not in protocol, you're not really hearing much about it anymore because it's really hard to pin them down. If you go into a firm that's a non-protocol firm, they're working on handling how to deal with that when you bring your clients over. So it just become almost like a non-event. You don't even hear about it anymore. But I do see some things happening in the space that some of these firms are getting really aggressive with their deals. Again, I'm, you know, I want to sort of divulge some you're, of that information. Some, but some of these bigger some of these bigger firms? some of these bigger firms are coming back to the table with a checkbook. Candidly, they need be, to, and I know that it, they need to. And I don't want to say that I told you so, because I didn't know that interest rates were going to go to zero. But when interest rates go to zero, it really comes down to this race and this hunt and this fight for AUM. And it's just difficult, no matter how good your advisor workforce is that are in your offices, you're only going to get a handful of them is this 80-20 rule. So 80% of your new assets are going to come from 20% of your advisors. And same thing with revenue. And so it's very difficult for those 20% of those advisors to bring in the amount of assets that these firms need to continue to grow the business. Because people forget that you might move in a million dollars or $2 million or $5 million of a client's money, but they're spending that money. It's going out the door. That's why they talk about net new assets. And so some of these firms, again, not necessarily naming names, but if you're listening, you probably know which ones I'm talking about, made, in my opinion, a strategic mistake by stopping the recruiting process, which is why I knew they were going to come back into it. It's like being an advisor. The minute you stop going after new clients, your practice is dying because you're going to lose clients literally from clients dying. Clients are going to transfer out for whatever reason. We did a podcast just recently on the whole Zoom thing and building a shallow root bed with the clients, right? You're going to lose clients for whatever reason. They're just different things that are out of your control. Natural attrition. Natural attrition. So you have to constantly be finding new clients. And it's the same thing that every single firm has to do. They have to bring on new clients in the form of new advisors with a $200 million book of business to bring on $200 million. Because if you're a branch manager and you run in an office and you have 40 guys in your branch, maybe three of them, four of them at tops, will have net new assets of greater than 5%. But if you bring in two big recruits, and it's a billion dollars in assets, boom, you just hit your numbers. And that's what's happening. And I see that. I'm just getting this message out there because I want to say see it. I've been in business a long time. I get a sense of what's happening. And I sense that that's coming. I'm hearing these deals. I get calls, getting a sense of what the deals are looking like. I've heard of some deals that were Certain firms have to pay. And I think certain firms are underpaying, but certain firms have to pay. That's true. And be be careful about that. Yeah, so much money. Put me on the record for this one. Okay. For mistaken strategy. I think these bigger firms believe that they're going to go after a bunch of RIAs in the near future. 
I think that you're going to see banks try to make plays in the M&A space, whether it's E-Trade or it's big RIAs or even the medium-sized ones. I think they're going to be so wrong. Well, it's like United Capital. It's like Goldman buying United Capital. I yeah, it's like gonna, that. That's going to unwind. Yeah, I could see that not I don't, working out. But No, I but, agree. So what you're talking about, I call that swimming upstream. That is you're independent and you go to a wirehouse firm, you go to a W-2 type firm. And you'll get some of that because sometimes people just want a big check. No, sometimes they do. I wouldn't be shocked if that was the sort of like the general notion amongst a lot of these C-suite wirehouse firms, regional firms that, oh, you know what? There's going to be this wave of people looking to sell their business. We're going to capitalize on it. I think that's wrong. Oh, okay. I, I was, was going to say, I'm glad you say that because I was going to say, well, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> I agree with you on that they're going to be wrong. They're going to be wrong. If right. that's what they're thinking. And I'm guessing that's what they're thinking. Yes. I'm not saying because that's why they, Morgan bought E-Trade, but stuff like that will happen. But that was an asset grab. We'll see. But there's not that many of those. But, but clearly their minds were there. My point is strategic mistake. I bet you they think, oh, now we can just go replicate that. Right. I don't think not so much. I'm saying not so I much. I agree with you. And so, look, I'm glad we have this conversation. It's been on my mind. And the reason why we call this thing advisor talk is because I think these are the things that advisors should be talking about or are talking about. And I consider myself still an advisor. I grew up in this business. It's all I know. And I just see it coming. And I just want to let everybody, not forewarn, but just be ready. If you're out there and you're not happy with the situation that you're in, there's lots of opportunity right now. I think Candidly, this COVID thing has been an interesting blessing in disguise. Some of the clients that we've moved during this period of time have had a higher success rate of moving their clients because they know where all their clients are. Pair that with zero low interest rates, firms are desperate for big assets. And so if you're one of those advisors and you have big assets and you're at a W-2 firm and you're not ready to sort of be an entrepreneur, you're not ready to go where that puck is, now's a great time to candidly hit the bid look for a good firm, do it the right way, give us a buzz. You can email me at frank at eliteconsultingpartners.com or dale at eliteconsultingpartners.com and we'll help you identify the right opportunities. There's a reason why we work with basically every firm out there because I think that not everybody's cut out for independence. I think that there's a whole world out there that you can be just as successful and there are plenty of them that are multi-million dollar producers in the W-2 space because they know what they are and they know what they're not. And so that's what I'm going to talk about. We appreciate you joining, listening in on our conversation. If you have any questions, again, shoot us an email, DM me at franklarosa.elite on my Instagram. Look me up on Facebook. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. Go to our YouTube channel, Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa, and come back again. We love having you. We got great comments, great suggestions on topics. Keep those coming. We like to try to get these things out on a weekly basis. Doesn't always work that way, but we're back in the game. We're back in the office. And we look forward to our next conversation. Thanks a lot. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts. Oh,